0: Hi, I'm Riley. And I'm Ryder. And, and this is, is My, my dad's, dad's Show. Hey everybody, it's Casey Jaycox with the Quarterback DadCast. I want to say thanks to all of our listeners, thanks to all of our sponsors for all your support. Uh, we are continuing to enjoy this journey together, inspiring dads, but I want to take a minute now to talk about... Acme Homes. You've heard me talk about them before, but I'm going to talk about them again. Bob Cummings, former college teammate, amazing leader, amazing uh, home builder. They continue to take so much pride in the work they do, the craftsmanship, the attention to detail. Whether you're looking for a home up in Monroe, uh, up in Sultan, up in Wenatchee, this is where they're doing their amazing things. So many people during the pandemic, as we have the ability to work from home, have decided to move out of the city to try to find homes where there's more acreage. Well, that's exactly what Bob and team at Acme Homes give you. So check out Valley Vista up in Monroe. Check out Daisy Meadows out in Sultan. And if you want to even go to Eastern Washington, check out Sienna Heights in Wenatchee. They're again amazing craftsmanship, amazing floor plans, you can visit them at AcmeHomeswa.com. And if you're interested in learning specifically about uh, listings or uh, mortgage opportunities, contact Jen at 425 308 8082 or Denise at 425-309-2318. So, now, why are we doing a new ad? Because we want to talk about a partnership they have with Portage Bank. Kevin Jensen is one of the great lenders over there. He's a the senior vice president. He's going to take care of you. And right now, if you obtain a mortgage through Portage Bank, uh Bob and team at Acme Homes are going to pay f- your $500 appraisal fee. I said that right. They're going to pay your $500 appraisal fee by buying a home through them get your mortgage through the folks at Portage bank. So don't, don't wait. Now's the time to, to contact Jen, contact Denise. Again, Jen's numbers, 425-308-8082. And again, Denise is at 425-309-231. So visit acmehomeswa.com right now to go visit and learn about your next new home. Hey everybody. It's Casey Cox with the quarterback Dadcast. We are in season three. It's September. Um, as we all know, this season is dedicated to my pops, Mike Jaycox, who passed away on December 29th of 2021. Uh, pops, hope you're doing well up in heaven. We miss you. Um, every time we we drop a goddammit or laugh or giggle, uh, we, I think of you. Uh, I'm sure you're probably having a martini up there and, and messing around with with people and, and, and doing whatever you're doing, but we miss you. And again, this season is dedicated to him. Uh, this next guest, everybody is someone who I think really, really highly of. I had the, I had the luxury and uh, honor of working with him for 20 plus years at K-Force. His name is Verge Palumbo. He is a regional president. He's, he's a lifer. He's been there longer than I, I have. But what I love about Verge, we always got to talk about, we, we'd see each other on, on our annual kind of incentive trip. Um, I met his parents in Hawaii. Um, we'd always talk books. We'd talk football. Uh, it was just a, just a great dude. But today, um, and he's also... A, a, a Marine and a badass Marine. I would say, I will say that. And he's, he's from the Naval Academy too. So we got to give a shout out there, but without further ado, we're going to talk about Verge, the dad, we're going to hear some stories about um, what he did as a father. He's got a little bit more life skills. We're going to hear about a wedding. I just heard about this. So without further ado, Mr. Palumbo, welcome to the quarterback Dadcast.
1: Thank you, Casey, for having me here. And sorry about the loss of your father. And uh, it's an honor to be here.
0: Well, I love it, brother. So I thank you for that. Um, Okay, so we always start each episode with gratitude, so i'd like to know for you as a father what tell me what you're most grateful for as a dad today
1: um I just had an experience this, this uh past week with my daughter being married and just being able to sit there as a father and be grateful for our entire family um, you know with uh with my bride of thirty years and then with the three children and then seeing the cousins and the uncles and just uh knowing that we're on the small part of that and being grateful uh, to be around to witness it.
0: All right. Truth time to go truth. Did you cry? I did. I did. When oh. I saw, oh.
1: when I, they, when, when they turned me around to see Dana, my oldest, uh, yeah. it was, it was beautiful and it was emotional. It's something I won't forget, uh, for the rest of my life. And, uh, there was a couple of times where I'd choke up, uh, in prep for, you know, the speech and all those things. There was times where I was crying because my baby girl is now a beautiful bride and she <laughs> married a great man. And I'm very, and once again, just very thankful to, to be around to see it. And, um, so yes, I did cry. I didn't dehydrate myself like Dick Vermil, but I, I did cry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to be a mess. I cannot I me. Mean, I'll, I'll tear up on a good episode of Punky Brewster or growing pain. So like when I see <laughs> When I see my daughter get married, oh my God, it's going to be so hard. So I'm going to be calling you for support, brother, when that, when that day happens. Um, for me, I'm, I'm grateful for, uh, we had a, so it's September 6th. My daughter's 14th birthday was yesterday and we had a great, um, great, uh, little family night of a little competition. We had, we played some cornhole. We had some game of horse, uh, and it was just like super fun, um, quality time, no phones and everyone was just present and, and engaged. And I know that those days we always don't get, cause we're always going in different directions, but I'm so thankful for that, that time we have with uh, family last night. Awesome. Um, okay. So let's, let's, uh, bring me inside. So bring me inside the Plumbo huddle. I know we, we got, we got your wife, um, you got your kids, but maybe talk a little bit about each person, the role and, and what they're up to right now.
1: Okay. Uh, so, uh, I'll start with the uh um the head of the, the family, uh my bride. Uh, <laughs> we have been married thirty years. we just celebrate our thirtieth uh bernie is uh it was my high school sweetheart um, and then we dated in college and got r- married right after college um, and uh, I can't ask for a better partner, and I'm very grateful uh, that you know we're together, and uh, she chose me. And then I have three children, uh, Dana, who just got married. She's 28. Uh, she works at uh, Public Lands, at, uh, a company for Dick Sporting Goods. And i uh, very proud of her and, and what she's achieved in life. Uh, she graduated from Kent State and then um, got a uh, master's from Duquesne. And then uh, my son's 26. Uh, he's a Marine First Lieutenant. Uh, he's home on leave right now. So he just got back from Okinawa. He's with 3rd Battalion, 2nd Marines. And then my youngest is uh, 22. Uh, well, it's going to turn 22 uh, next week. And she is a senior at uh, University of Pittsburgh who just beat West Virginia. And, um, and I'm uh, looking forward to going after Tennessee. Uh, so, uh, she's a uh, club lacrosse player and, uh, she's going to, uh, she wants to be a teacher or a librarian. So that's, that's the whole huddle. That's our, our, uh, our fire team.
0: Love it. I like how you say head head of the household. Shout out to Bernie. Like I think like as much as we're trying to develop dads and to become better leaders, I think a lot of the, there's a theme with episodes that dads say, you know, we might be the quarterback, but their wives are definitely the general general manager. Yes. Uh, They
1: also own the locker room too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: I love it. I will. So randomly Kent state. So I'm not a diehard Husky University of Washington Husky, but Kent state took a little bit of a beating this weekend from the University of Washington. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen this, man. It's so weird watching college football now because you don't recognize half the freaking players because of the transfer portal and there's like all these people coming in and um like it, there was literally a, it's, yeah, it's surreal. crazy.
1: You're absolutely right. It is surreal, and um, people are transferring all over. The game's different now.
0: I know, I know. You, I don't know about you, but I'll be say for myself as an old school, some guy with way of thinking. Sometimes like the transfer portal just um. Is such a? I mean, I I like it for the fact if there if there's an injury or whatever reason, but I feel like right now it's it's gone the exact opposite of what they wanted it to do, and like everybody's in the transfer portal, it's it's impacting recruiting. It's I don't think it teaches our kids. Um, again, may, maybe I'm being old school here, but it doesn't I don't think it teaches them to like fight through adversity. Like, well, it's like if Johnny's not starting, well, Johnny can transfer.
1: Exactly. And um, and, and and sometimes you have to you know stick it out um, and and endure that obstacle. Uh, but the easy way is just put your name in the transfer. So, or, so it, yeah. I, I, I look at like Russell with that all the time. Um, is it, you know, it, we were talking about this, the wedding, it may be good for the athlete for fame, but I don't know if it's good for the athletics and, and the whole person concept. So but we'll see you know, it's a new part of the game.
0: I know. Well, I agree. I agree. It's, you look at, um, you look at uh, uh, Mac Jones. Back in the day. And, you know, Mac, who, you know, played for Alabama, he, he sat behind Jalen, sat yep. behind Tua, and then was still a, a fifth year guy, had a great year. And I think that's why he's having success the, and, and he'll have success in a fellow because he's been through some tough times. Exactly. With that grit. Um, okay. So I want to go back in time here, sir, and tell me what life was like for you growing up. And talk about the impact that, that mom and dad had on you. Now that you are a well father, and you've produced three great kids, but I'd love for you to educate our our younger dad generation. But talk about what life was like for you growing up.
1: Um, I, I was uh, I was very blessed. Uh, I have two great parents, um, and I grew up in a, a small coal mining town in Western Pennsylvania. It's called Wimber, Pennsylvania. I'm still very close with my high school classmates that are there. Um, and grew up, it was a coal mine town, Beer and Shot coal mine town. And within, uh, three miles, I had three generations of family. And my mom and dad taught me the importance of hard work, um, uh, you know, actions, vice words, uh, you know, putting others before self. And so, uh, like a typical Western PA story was a, a B student who made himself into an A student, all county athlete that made, you know, into an all state athlete. And I wanted to serve my nation. Uh, I had a hero in front of me, my cousin Ray, who's a three-star general in the army. He went to West Point. And then, uh, I was, uh, fortunate enough to get an opportunity to play football at Navy. Uh, and, uh, you know, challenges what I sought, challenges what I got. Uh, went off to the Naval Academy. Um, you know, played two years varsity, then played two years lightweight. And then I was commissioned as a, uh, Marine, uh, Marine officer. Um, was able to serve and then uh in uh nineteen ninety nine uh I got out of the Marine Corps and um and then I joined K force. So I've been here uh 23, 20, it's hard to believe, Casey. It's like twenty three years, twenty three seasons, you know what I mean? I know. He's doing business when the fax was new technology, <laughs> so that's a little I bit about the me. Fax <laughs> yeah, the fax. I love the
0: fax machine. Yeah, I love the fax. I actually have a great fax story that I teach salespeople now. When I when I do coaching, um, they think I'm full of shit. I swear, and I swear to God, it's a true story. Like yeah. I literally faxed, faxed somebody a letter like a, when you're in fifth grade. It says, you know, do you like me? Check yes or check no. Yeah. The person wouldn't call me back, so I I wrote them a, a handwritten note, and I, and I said I'm gonna try something that worked for me in fifth grade. Since you're not calling me back and won't email me back, I thought I would try a fax. And I said, you know, it was something, it was actually a Hall Kenyon before k Force yeah. purchased us, but it was like, you know, use uh, you know, Casey, I'm, I'm not interested in you. Don't call me. I, I'm, I'm intrigued by your follow-up. Let's, let's set up a time to talk. Or like one of the answers was like, you know, if you contact me anymore, I'm going to con- contact the police. I don't like you. Yeah. Something you know, joking. The person Sent back like a like a, a check the box. Said, I'm intrigued by your follow up. Your and he then wrote a handwritten note that says your persistence has reached diligence, not annoyance. <laughs> and uh, but true story, yeah, faxed me back. I was like, it was like the best day. I was like, yes,
1: it worked. Yes, and then it was probably like scrolled up. It was like the older fax machine. It was a little, you know, so like
0: <laughs> that like shiny paper.
1: Exactly the shiny paper that was <laughs> like
0: <laughs> right, totally. Um, so tough, tough town, Pittsburgh. We got, I'm sure we're Steelers.
1: Yes. We were, I actually we grew up a Dallas Cowboy fan because of Roger Staubach and Tony Dorsett. Okay. So I took my share of beatings.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now I'm a Steelers um, fan. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, talk about Mama Mama a little bit. Tell me what, what they did. What did they do growing up? What, I mean, what did they do for jobs when you guys were growing up? So my
1: dad was an educator. Um, and then he was my high school principal. He was also a high school football coach. And so, um, uh, he was, a. he finished up as the Wimber superintendent. Um, so he started there, uh, as a, as a teacher and moved his way through the ranks. Um, and then my mom was a nurse and, uh, uh, you know, my mom, uh, worked at the local hospital. She was an LPN for, uh, almost 30 some years. So every day I wow. get to see them, you know, go off to work. Um, and, um, and then, you know, my, my grandparents were bartenders, uh, they owned Plumbo's Tavern and the other side, uh, coal miners. So, um, it was, it was very fortunate to see a lot of, um, great Americans go to work and work hard.
0: As you think about the, um, the life lessons you learned growing up in and, um, you know, blue collar town, hard work work ethic yeah that kind of you know put put the put your nose to the grindstone, kind of just work hard every day what were some like key characteristics or skills that your your parents taught you um that you were like that were top of mind when you were raising your kids
1: i think the one thing that really my dad hit me with and my mom uh was it's not the will to win it's the will to prepare to win and i know that's cliche but it's really putting in the time in the weight room and doing those things, those extra things and academically. Um, that, that was the one thing. It's, it, it was always the world to prepare to win. And then the other thing is, um, you know, giving it your all. It's not about what's on the scoreboard. Uh, it's did you play to the best of your ability? And then the biggest lesson I think I learned from them is, is looking at it as a father, I saw, you know, a man that loved his, his wife. And I saw a wife that loved, you know, her husband and and to see that. Okay. And it wasn't perfect. You know, there's always an argument or something like that. But at the end of the day, they loved each other and they continue to love each other and they're very supportive of the family. So to me, it was very easy, um, Mm. to try to model my behavior. Okay. With, with my family.
0: Love it. Those are some three biggies. Um, you know, we've, I've had previous episodes where I talked, we've talked to dads about like, you know, your kids are always watching whether they're, you think they are or not. And so how we treat our wives, how we treat people, you know, I think about stories where I had friends growing up. I mean, we first were having kids that, you know, they, they, they would say sometime like, well, my, my, my kids act like idiots that they can't do the restaurant or like, you know, or, or maybe they would treat their sister or brother, like just a complete a-hole. And I think, my wife and I chose a completely different route. I just, we maybe we were too over the top with this, but I just, we didn't allow our kids to really bicker that much. We didn't want our kids in learning that you could be an, an a-hole to your brother or a-hole to your sister because that behavior is learned. And when you go out and you, it's okay to do it to your friends. And we didn't, we just wanted to kind of shut that down. And so it's, it's cool to see our, our, my son, Ryan and Riley, they get along so well. They have great, they have a little bit of sibling rivalry, but not much. It's sarcasm. They joke around a lot. They pick on me a little bit and, um, which I love. And um, uh, so and I, I love that. And also what you said, prepared to win. I think that's something I'd love to kind of chat on because, and you probably see this as a business leader, how many times do, do your sales recruiting team just show up and wing it? Yes, And they expect they expect to be great, which you know, you know, pro sports teams don't do that. Uh, the Naval Academy doesn't do that. Marines don't do that. Uh, doctors don't do that. Pilots don't do it yet. But we in sales think we can just show up and wing it. And so I love the fact that your parents taught that will to prepare to win because that is what separates a lot of people in any industry. As, as you learned that skill, verge, um, you know, with with your three kids, how, did you was that a uh, I guess top of mind for you and, and Bernie as, as you're raising kids to, to to give that same kind of advice that your parents gave you?
1: Uh, absolutely. Um, you know uh, when. If, if something went wrong, okay, let's say, you know, in a wrestling match or on a test, I always go back to the preparation, right? And then were you preparing? Have you prepared yourself mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually for the challenge? So I'm always, you go back to the process, vice the outcome. And, and that was something that, you know, we, I, I try to instill in my children. Um, and also that, that warrior ethos, um, that they're going to, they're going to, you know, they're going to give it their best. Okay. They're not going to, you know, complain about the referees. They're not going to complain. It's the teacher's fault. Take personal accountability. And then each obstacle that you encounter, uh, will one day lead to a bigger victory in your life. And, um, like I was listening to your podcast, uh, a, a couple of weeks ago and your, your son Ryder where he shot a 95 and how mm-hmm. he responded is going to determine his outcome. And I was, mm-hmm. I was, you know, I listened to a couple of your podcasts and, and I was wondering how do he do, how do he do, how do he do? And then finally it came out on one of the podcasts mm-hmm. and you know what, that will make him a better player because he had adversity. And and so yep. that's what I try to teach, you know, my children. And I think they've learned that lesson and you just got to keep relearning it that each each time you have some type of adversity, it creates something, uh, it can create an opportunity even even greater. So mental toughness.
0: Yep. Yeah, so that that was definitely a tough day for him. You know, he he looked so up to you know qualify for state, had a great sophomore season, uh, and then just whatever it was the pressure, whatever it was the environment, whatever it was, but it wasn't his day. And and um, what I love on those they you know it's it's always tough seeing your kids you know quote unquote fail, but. It's you're right. It is opportunity. And I love even when I struggle as a dad or struggle in a, in the, what I'm doing now or don't, something doesn't go my way. I love telling my kids that because I think it creates environment like, Hey, maybe dad's not full of shit. He's not making the stuff up. And yeah, he's, he wants to tell me about his failure. So I guess it's it's safe for me to talk about mine. Exactly. And yeah. Cause I think sometimes your kids, they see, Oh man, dad, he's he, verge must be great. He's got all these books and he's, he's a really, you know talented business guy and but like we all are flawed human beings we all got gaps oh, and um
1: tons of them in in, in the uh, my setbacks in my life like when i was listening to rider um the biggest setback i when i was growing up his age i hurt my knee in a football game and it, i mean it's it's 34 years ago i still remember it and being devastated that was my ride out and now i look back at it and i say that was one of the best things that ever happened to me it you know, drove me to Navy and all these things and, and and how you respond to that adversity. And then as a football coach for 20 years, when a kid gets hurt, okay, I know the pain you know from that kid. Mm-hmm. I, I can empathize with it. I know what the parents are going through. And then trying to say, if you keep your head up, the event you can't control, your response you can control, and that will determine the outcome. Right? It's a simple mm-hmm. equation, E plus R equals O. So um, and that's just, uh, how, how you look at it.
0: So true. Um, was that injury in a game?
1: Yes, I was injured and it was, uh, you know, I, I could still remember like yesterday, I was 17 years old. I tried to hurt a little kid, uh, at Everett, uh, while well, I was at Wimber where I was playing. And, uh, Friday the night, or Friday night, um, on the 13th, uh, Friday the 13th. And, uh, and that was it. It changed, changed my life. Right. Um, and then then I went on the Navy, and eventually I tore the knee uh um, my sophomore year before the b y u game but there, that was one thing that really it sticks in my mind and um and I'm, and I'm grateful that it happened because at the moment it was horrible Casey I mean it was just yeah. horrible it was devastating um it was devastating for my family. I remember going to church uh that that sunday and and just uh, it was very painful for our family um and then uh but at the end of the day, you know it was one of the best things that ever happened to me.
0: I can't remember if you and I talked about this when we were worked together for years, brother, but I um I had a I had an injury my when I was seventeen that, that I you took the words out of my mouth. i t- i talked about this a lot. I can still remember it like it was yesterday. Um I was getting slightly recruited by some division one schools and uh you, you know, like University of Washington. I was a preferred walk on then because of the injury. But um I didn't play my senior year in high school and I had to watch a senior who's the same age as me, who I beat out my junior year, he now had to play quarterback and he took us uh state playoffs first time in twenty years, broke our single season passing yardage record, and um was named second team all league and I had to watch. Best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. Like, what are you nuts? I mean, during the time it sucked. It was I, I learned more about vulnerability, humility, what true team being a team player meant. Uh and I learned that we're um we're all replaceable. Exactly. You know, it'll it can be gone those are lessons I try to tell my kids and even, you know, uncle Rico moment here to our K force days. Like it, it I, I could sit back and say, man, I had 20 years there and I was for 10 years, I was the number one guy. I didn't, I tell my kids who gives a shit. Like who gives a shit? K force is doing really, really great. And they're still in business without me. Believe it or not, guys, they're still in business. I said, you know, tongue in cheek and sarcastically, but like, I'm proud of our time together. But in the end, if you, you we get, you know, we get, everybody gets 1,440 minutes a day and it's up to us to to how we're going to use those. And then whether how bad my day is or how good my day is, I then make the choice to say, okay, well, what I can do tomorrow. Like you talked about process, not the outcome. I love that phrase. Um, But like those moments, that's what I love, which we as dads get to teach our kids is as we're going through this, the more we can communicate and open up and share what's going on versus internalizing it which some men do, which I, I see. And that's why the goal of this podcast is, is to get them to get dads to open up and, you know, embrace vulnerability because it is a massive strength yes, um, that we can teach our kids. Um, so I don't, I can't remember if you and I talked about that, but that was, um, I, I think, didn't, have that in I, I
1: think we have, and, uh, I think we shared, you know, many moons ago. Um, mm-hmm. but one thing I challenge you on Casey is, you know, even though we leave, like, you know as we're transitioning from k force and one day i'll you know have k force with an end date your character lives on in the firm and so just yeah. like it, it lives on i mean we K is still alive and mm. as you know it, it's the things that survive the grave or character um and and you know the the life lessons because it's just like a ripple effect it continues to move on um and so that's how I look at it. Like you look at our football traditions, you know, you know, yeah, it didn't go well our senior year, but how we responded became a part okay, of that organization's uh, ethos. So that's how I look at it. And then, um, and and then that's why you try to do the best you can and, and be the best person you can. And it'll continue to live past the grave.
0: Yeah, no, so true. So true. Um, So you have a love of reading. Did, did, did that get taught by your parents growing up? Yes.
1: Um, my mom and dad, uh, have always said it's, you know, it, it, it's okay to be dumb. Okay. So, (laughs) so, so me, I know I'm dumb. So that makes me kind of a little smart because I'm always trying to read. And then what I've learned in the military is the easiest experience is to learn off somebody else. So, my my goal is always to learn off somebody else cuz i don't want to in, in my positions or at positions i don't want to have an experiment um so i look at uh, anything to try to learn uh, i don't think anything's new under the sun uh so to me that was ingrained by my mom and dad uh, my whole family's readers um and um and in the military
0: so good it's i mean that's simple advice everybody but but there was always something, something happened before us. And so either you can pave your own path naively or learn from our elders, learn from people who have life wisdom, um, learn from other dads. If you like if dads out there, if you see a dad doing something, you you're not as good at ask for help, um, uh, read a book about it. Um, uh, and I think a lot of times, even if we try to force our kids to read, I think if our, if my kids see me reading a lot, um, I think I'm, at least I'm naively hopeful that's going to eventually stick with them um, as they get older in life. Um, they're mature enough to, to realize it. But um, I love the fact that your whole family reads because that's, you know, what a great life, life skill that will always kind of just be there for you.
1: And I think, I think also too, Casey, is it allows you to experience life. If you, if you only mm-hmm. have your experience in life, but if you can read others' experience in life, then you can live a thousand lives, right? And, um, right. And so, uh, one thing that was funny is my family carries a book with them everywhere they go. So if they're going to get a haircut, they have a book, right? So, and that's something I do, right? I always carry a book with me. Um, and if I get done, you know, it's like, I, I don't like to use the, uh, you know, my phone or anything. I just like to read a book. And, um, and, and so we carry one with us everywhere. Even when I went to the wedding, went down for a hotel, boom, got the book. <laughs> so.
0: Hey everybody, it's Casey Jaycox with the Quarterback Dadcast and I want to take a minute to thank my friends up at Catch Sicka Seafoods as always, but I want to also announce a brand new partnership that I have with Catch Sicka Sport Fishing. Uh, the good news is it's still a salmon team. Uh, the Also good news, they have a new team member by the name of Anthony. You can learn more about him at Complete Outdoors on Instagram. You also can learn more about Catch Sikka Sport Fishing on Instagram as well. What? is so special about Catch Sick of Sport Fishing is that I think a couple things. One, you're going to get an amazing experience that you will, you'll have a a memory for life. They're going to, they're going to bring you up. They're going to pick you up from the airport. Uh, They're going to take you to uh, your accommodations. Uh, They're eventually going to take you to an island where you can have so many great outdoor experiences from fishing to hunting to, if you don't want to go full off seas, just can fish right there in the Harbor. They're going to have hiking tours. They're also going to bring in events. Um, if, if you're a, you know, a corporation or a business that wants to, you know, thank that client yours, thank that special client. Maybe you want to do a team event and bring your leadership team up there. You can do that as well. So I would encourage you to check out catch Sitka sport fishing. You can learn more about them though at catchsitka.com. But with that, let's get right back to t- today's episode. That's now that's a good habit that we need to be spreading. Dad's is like, put the phones down and grab a book. You know, that's the, the old school in us here, but I, um, I, I do, I don't, I'm not as, uh, regimented as you now, but that's, that's a good homework f- assignment for me to, to keep, um, I'm actually reading a book right now called Friday Night Lights by a guy, um, named Dr. Nathan, Nathan Nathaniel Hearn. He was one of the coaches on that team at, uh, I think Perm- perminium yeah, He at- just, the head coach
1: just passed. If I remember, um, uh, from Odessa, is it Odessa, Texas?
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. He was some this, Dr. Herm was a, um, I think it was a defensive coordinator and I just started the book. He, I had him on a few, a uh, few episodes ago and, um, his story is crazy, oh. insane, but, um, it's funny. We got done recording and he didn't uh, either, I didn't ask the right question. He didn't share it, but, but someone got brought up and he's like, oh yeah, I was on the, I coached on that Friday night lights team. I'm like, what? I go, how do we not m- mention this in the episode? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so people want to go out and check him out. Yeah, they definitely. can do that. Um, as you, as you look back to, uh, you know, you got three kids that are, are, are doing well in life. And I, I I always say sarcastically, our our goal is, and like you always say seasons, I love that athlete, but we want, we want to, uh,
1: make good human
0: beings and and keep them out of jail. Right. So like you did, you did that. So what, what did talk about some things that you and Bernie did well, um, and maybe if there's some struggles you went through, that how did how did you keep stay grounded and just produce good human beings?
1: I think it's consistency over intensity, is being consistent in your approach. Um, and I use a um, a marine thought. You know, if you if you're if you want a great patrol, you have to have a great patrol base. So my wife and I worked very hard on our relationship, and uh, we we've had some good times and times that weren't so good. And and we worked hard on that because we knew our union was, was at least the, the way we process it. Our union was essential. And then for each, and we, we realized we were partners in this. It wasn't mom's going to raise this part of the child and dad's going to raise that. So we were partners. And, and the other thing that I think we did very well um early in my career in K force, I traveled a lot. And so, um, we were able to plan and I didn't miss things with the kids. Um, so we would sit down every Sunday night and plan not only this week, the next week, and then the th- we'd always plan three weeks out. And we knew the things that we didn't want to miss. So, and we would work together on that. And um, so to me, I think those are a couple key things, you know, having the right patrol base. Uh, we're working on a relationship, you know, making sure you plan planned and uh my wife taught me a valuable lesson. The best way to spell love is T-I-M-E, right? Spending mm-hmm. the time with your children because you don't get that time back. And I'm in a different season of life. As, as as probably many of your listeners, I'm the empty nester. And I have no regrets or maybe too few to remember because I made sure that the, the children knew they were the priority. And then when they were wrong, we corrected, you know, when they understood the why. Uh, cause there has to be some form of discipline. Um, and that was the other thing we, we didn't you know, put mom versus dad. Um, uh, when we, when we put the hammer down, we put the hammer down and we put it as a unified front. <laughs> so that's, a, that was kind of our game plan going through.
0: So if dads at home are saying, I don't understand what he means by consistency can be consistent over intensity to talk a little bit about what that means.
1: The, the children are always watching. So it's leadership by example. Um, you just can't be a good person when when the spotlight's on you. Um, they watch you when you're you know when the spotlight's off you. So being consistent in your approach, it's not. There are key moments in a, in a child's life and anyone's life, right? I, we, I was just talking over the weekend uh, with my one buddy about a key moment um, that you know someone gave me a pat on the back that kept me going, right? So to me, it's being consistent the entire time. Vice, intense moments. Well, dad just came home and then dad's going to do it this way, right? So it's being, mm-hmm. that's how I look at it. And I look at, you know, um, and I look over the last you know, 30 years of raising children. I think that's one thing. We were consistent. And also, you know, uh, this goes into vulnerability and humility is to be able to look at where you're going. Okay, we screwed that up. Let's adjust. Um, and then, you know, understand that every child is going to feel valued, accepted, understood, loved, and trusted. And we kept working inside that philosophy, and we made our mistakes. Um, but at the end of the day, that's what I mean by consistency.
0: Love it. It's so true. It's um, we've talked to a lot of dads about. You know, we you, you think they're not watching, but they are. They are. And um, you know how we respond um, when we're not our best. Are we gonna Are we gonna teach them the power of apologizing? That hey, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you, we, we we made we made a mistake just like we're going to ask you as son or daughter to, to, to apologize if you're not your best self, like we got to lead by example. So I, I love that you talked about, you know, planning that three weeks in time. I I'll, I go right back to what you shared earlier that your parents talked about, um, that will to prepare to win.
1: Yep. It feeds right into that. And, and here's the other thing, Casey, you know, when you look at like vacations. I remember talking to a friend many, many moons ago and he was, you know, bragging that he didn't take a vacation in five years. And I was like, that's that's like Loserville. Like, you know, like, oh, like oh, really? That's awesome. Something to be proud of. Well, I just work. You know, it's work. I'm like, well, plan it. You know, schedule a family vacation. Make those special events, right? Because, you know, hard work, um, you know, when I say, oh, hard work. Yeah, we do work hard. But hard work, just pure hard work, it kills horses, right? So we're trying to create a family and an environment so you want to have fun along the way. So that was the other thing. Cause that was, we always had our family vacation. We would plan it out. We'd get excitement around it, three kids and, and, you know, I uh, still think about those times. So.
0: Vacations are super important. Um, I know that we, we were both very, very lucky and blessed to work for a company that, uh, afforded the opportunity to, to go on, on those types of, of trips. And, uh, and when I grew up, our vacation was like camping. I think I went on one, one plane ride and, uh, so I always, we always talk to our kids about like, you know, that's not, that's not always the norm. And we're going to, every time we get to go on a plane to go visit a, someplace, like we're going to show, be massively appreciative of it. Because, um, if you, if you like that, those trips that, you know, mom and dad were able to take you guys on, then it's up to you to learn the same skills that my parents, my coaches, my teammates taught me about, you know, having some grit, humility, vulnerability, hard work, work ethic, be a vision, like all things you talked about planning, like, cause it's not just going to miraculously happen when you graduate college or high school, wherever you decide to do, you got to go out and make your own path. Um, exactly. And it's like, you know, it, it's, it's tough because I, I don't know if you ever feel this, you and your wife feel this way, but like uh, you, you don't want your kids to feel guilty or have weird, I don't know what the word not guilty is, but like you, you don't want them to feel guilty for having the, a lifestyle that we were able to provide them but the same point too, you don't want them to like not enjoy it. It's like this balancing act of like keeping kids grounded. Exactly. Um,
1: and also so. um, it, it reminds me uh, of like, I guess it's called the Spartan cycle. It's hard times build hard men, hard men build good times, good times build soft men and then soft men build hard times. Right. So it's that cycle. Mm. So you got to watch that balance, mm. right. And, um, and with, with uh, children, cause you know, we're all trying to make a better world for our children and, and, and and a better world and, and, and elevate their status. Um, and sometimes that brings in, you know, uh, softness, right. And, and you want to, want to balance that and then also, um, making sure they remain humble and, and, and grateful.
0: Do you, is there a time that you remember with your kids where, where, I mean, take away wrestling accomplishments or lacrosse accomplishments where someone just said, man, your son or daughter, what a, what a great person that really kind of just hit you in the heart. Do you ever have any moments like that?
1: I have, and I've had it with all three children and that's what matters because to me, and I know this sounds cheesy. When I was a football coach, you'd say, Hey, you know, great, great season coach. You got a great bunch of athletes, this, this, and this. And then my response was, I won't know if, if I was successful until they are husbands and fathers and partners in 15, 20 years. Because I'm more worried about the individual they're becoming and not their accolades, and that's how I always look at you know my my children is are they good teammates are they are they are they a, uh, a warrior um, are they looking to put others before self um, and and those those are moments when someone comes back and says a hey, great job they a great kid they're doing this or a great teammate um, it, it's it's very humbling and um, and it's re it's uh, reassuring.
0: So good. And it's so, I hope that dads, if you're listening, you really taken this part, what just said to heart. Um, I think the status of youth sports right now is so out of control. Um, I'm, I'm sure everybody said that in their generation, but I feel like it's, it's so about winning and it's so about what club team you are on and what training are you doing and, and how you know, what are you doing? The, and in the end, it's like, they're not going to remember those things at 28 years old. They're not going to, I mean, we might think they're going to remember a random tournament in a random town in the middle of Montana or Iowa or wherever you're going. But for me, like I had a great, a good friend on the East coast named Bert Noctagall. Shout out to Bert. And we had a conversation one night over a few soda pops and he said, you know, what? what's the end game for your kids? And it, it made me really stop and think in my mind, I'm like, I just want, like you said, a good teammate. I want a good, I want someone who is like, they can look, they can count on them when things get tough. They're gonna get honesty, they're gonna get integrity, like the core values on the wall, make them mean something, moms and dads. And um I, I I I don't know. I think it's so important that we we hit on that because I don't think I don't think enough people are, are talking about that. It's it's more about what teams you make and and how many points you have and versus are you a good person?
1: Well, exactly. And then and then you you compound that with, you know, um the, the transfer pool and nil and all those those other dynamics and it's a culture it's the disease of me right so we try to keep that disease of me away from you because it's about we us and our and life's a mm-hmm. team sport and that's what we're trying to teach or at least that's what i'm trying to teach as a father and as a coach life's a team sport mm-hmm. and we all have a role to play inside that team and um mm-hmm. and that's that's where we're at
0: yeah life is a team sport i love that Well, and I think you think about us as dads, like I'm sure there was times where you, maybe your son or daughter wasn't a stud or maybe they were, but there's times where how how do you, how you celebrate other success and are you truly excited about their success? Are you deep down like, "Ah, I wish that was me versus, you know, those are like, those are the great teaching moments too. I think for us as, as parents, um, well, tell me the hardest part raising kids that we, uh, what was the hardest part of the, the journey? But but is there a certain age time or
1: I, I don't think it was a hard part. It's watching the struggle and know that struggle's part of the process. And yeah. and uh, and that's that's the tough thing. And um where you want to just you know go up and, and give a hug and, and try to console but at some point they've got to fight through that adversity and they've got to do it okay um on their own. Um, it's like that, that the parable uh, of the caterpillar. Uh, it's in a cocoon, and an individual walks up and cuts open the, the cocoon to help the caterpillar, and then the caterpillar dies, right? Because the struggle makes it stronger, and it, made it, it would make it into a beautiful butterfly. So the point is, that was a tough part of it. Uh, when the children were going through injuries, um, that was very tough uh, when they were suffering And knowing that was part of the process as well so i guess that would, you know as as a father um those were the things that really tore your heart out and um Mm -hmm. and then you just gotta you get you got into work that's your journey too right that's part of your journey as a father as well
0: i just went my wife and i just went through it with our daughter riley uh she is she's entering her freshman year basketball season her second uh, junior varsity basketball game this summer she lays out. She's super tough, hustle kid, and, and lays out. S- steals the ball, rolls over on it, throws it in transition. Girl makes a lane. I'm like, wow, that was pretty cool. And then she's shaking her finger, and uh, she, you know, she looks up and she p- like puts her hand up, and the frickin' pinky is dr- dead ninety yep. degree, and she broke it. Verge like right, almost at the knuckle, Ugh. and it was she was she was out for almost two and a half months, a finger. And they wouldn't get cleared because it was like she lost all range of motion she had no strength and for her to say that she was out and so like seeing her miss a sport that she loved but you know we use it as a great opportunity to be like okay well your finger's broken but your abs aren't your finger's broken but your legs aren't your finger's broken but your right hand's not that we can still do form shots we can still work on ball handling we can still run she's actually she's got her physical fitness test today for the basketball team on the run the mile so she's been running that all the time. So it's like all these opportunities. And maybe it's because I went through that adversity, you know, and we had to, whether it's in that adversity, I would think has further prepared you and you know your, your kids or in even your leadership is in business. Cause like people aren't just like begging for us to call them to give us their business. Right. They're like, it's not like you show up and the phone rings and Hey Virg, you want to hire 5,000 people from us? Sure. yeah, I'd love to help you out.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> right. And so, but I think those, I think you said something that's super important that we all take note of is that adversity is what builds us. That's like you said, success is in the character and those tough times are what shapes us. Um, and it is so hard. You want to be able to coddle them, and, but you, know, you, you shower, love, shower them with love, but like still they have to struggle because that they won't learn if they don't.
1: Exactly. And, and, and they have to go through that whole process, that hero's journey. And the uh, mm-hmm. same thing happened with my son, Tony, when he tore his ACL. I still remember getting a phone call. I uh, toured mm. in a wrestling practice. I mean, I went to my knees. I was in the office and, and have been around ACLs myself torn, I knew what that entailed. And then what did we do? We got him to the right people and he got his upper body stronger, right? And – We worked on other parts of his, uh, of, of, you know, uh, of his development and, and it it just all worked out. We just didn't lay there. He didn't lay there for a year waiting for, you know, the all clear. That's why I was listening when I was listening to a couple of podcasts ago, you know, your daughter's journey when she said, I want to go and see my teammates. That's awesome. Like that is a great teammate. So, Mm -hmm. you know, um, so I'm excited to see if she moves forward in her career and see the successes that uh, she's going to encounter. So I'm looking forward to that.
0: Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for mentioning that. It was, I always joke, sorry, Riley for listening, but Riley's by far the toughest one in our family. I, I, I joke that, you know, half that injury, if it was me or him, buddy, we'd probably would have been airlifted. <laughs> um,
1: you know, that is but true. Uh
0: Thank God, mom. Mom, I mean, I, I had to be a little bit tough, taking some shots in the '90s playing quarterback. Uncle Rico moment right there. But uh, my wife, man, women are, are strong, mindset and tough, and, and um, they might not play football. At least some not, might not always play football. Some do. And but, thank, thankfully for Carrie teaching that mindset to my daughter. So, okay, as we think about um, an area, your dad' game when you were raising, um, raising your your three um, amazing children, like. What, what was an area that you struggled with? Like that well, you knew you always had to kind of be present? Because I asked that verge because I want dads, when they listen, to be like, let's, it's okay to talk about a gap. And mine's patience. I have to always work on staying patient. And if I feel myself like temperature rising, how do I stay calm and, you know, bring down the engine power a little bit and realize I don't need to, it's not that big a deal. Why are you freaking out? So maybe what, what comes to mind when you were raising kids that was an area that you had to really focus on getting better? I think,
1: I think two things. Um, I always uh, want to treat my wife like my number one client. And sometimes my emotions would get involved and, um, in controlling my emotions. And, and so that's been a lifelong journey. Um, so that would be number one. And I'm always working on that, um, because I want my children to see that, you know, my wife's the most important person in my life. And then the second thing, um, is presence. And this is something that I'm trying to I've been trying for years uh to continue to, you know, make sure that my head, my heart, my butt, my feet are all in the same place. And uh, no excuses as a Marine. I'm, you know, looking for the perimeter, looking for security, there's vigilance there. Um and I just need to you know, I was at the wedding and I, I started wandering a little bit and I had to drop dial myself back. So I think it would be, you know, making sure I control my emotions. So I um, uh, it, it, my wife is my number one client. And then the second thing is, is presence. Um, those are two things. that I so wish, good. you know, as a, as a father, if I could go back, uh, those are some things I'd like to rewind. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And and I think that's, that's kind of like um, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of individuals have that, that issue with presence and, and making sure their emotions are under control.
0: So good. I, um, uh I mean, think about it. Like if you, if you run a business and it was like your most important client, you do everything for them, but yet we let the busyness of life sometimes and and you let your mind go. But like, if you treated like your, I love that analogy, like treat your wife, like your best client possible. Like if you, and you can't, which is the right thing to do. And we always should do it. But like, when you kind of think about it that way, it's just a good way to look about it. Think about it. And presence is a being present is something we've talked to a lot of dads about. Um, uh, and because again, back to our kids are always watching. Like if we're always on our phone, but we're telling our kids to get off their phone, well, you're sending two different messages right there. Yep. Right. If if we're going to have a conversation, are we going to ask a question then look away? Or are we going to put the phone down, put the, the smartwatch, whatever other devices are dinging us, like spend that time, be present. Cause to your point, you, we won't, you won't regret that. And do you want to be someone who has three kids and, um, like you and married and and you're doing their, their great things in their twenties. And we never want to say, God, I wish I would have spent more time with them.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You won't
0: get that back. Dads. Um, man, I love it. So if you were to kind of summarize, um, summarize everything that you've, you've learned as a dad, summarize everything we've, we've talked about today from your, your, your time serving our country to your time playing football to your time. Um, going through the tough times in sports your injury um, as you get if you kind of wrap all that up into like some actionable tasks that dads can take from our conversation today to really be thinking about being that ultimate quarterback or leader of their home um, tell me what comes to mind
1: um, I would go back to my leadership principles I believe in um, because as a uh, father you are the head of the household uh, lead by example right and better done is then you know than better said let's say uh, Always uh, others before self. That was one thing with my father and, and my mother. They always put others before themselves. And then, um, you know, the last thing is you can make a difference, right? You can make a positive difference. Uh, getting more tactical. Okay. I can't emphasize the importance of planning and joint planning, um, and making sure that you have the right purpose, uh, you know, making sure your purpose is aligned. And then, you know, when you start tying in your career, uh, you know, I, I look at like your purpose is your North Star and, and your career should be aligned with that. Um, and, and, you know, we were very fortunate working with K-Force. You know, K-Force is aligned with, with my purpose and, and, and what I want to achieve, you know, as a human. So those would be just some of the things that I would throw out, those five things.
0: Gold, brother. It's goal. Cool. it's it's simple stuff when you think about it but yet we all need reminders to do these things. Exactly. Um, <laughs> you know, I know people can't see see us right now but up behind me I have a I have a believe sign from my boy Ted Lasso. Um and I I looked I actually got that from also John Kaplan and I, one of my favorite things he always he's would ask us that he got asked was do you believe what you do matters? And such a powerful powerful question, powerful thing to be thinking about. Powerful um, thing we can ask our kids is like if you if you believe what you do is going to make an impact, go do it yes. with all your heart. You know that, um, and I, I think back to even my coaches, that power of belief that we can give whether it's our team, our parent, our our I mean our um, children, our wife, whatever it may be. When you believe in someone and they feel it, man, it is a gift. It's kind of like the gift of listening too. But like, I don't know if as I'm getting older, I'm getting nostalgic with these words, but like they mean something to me. Like they didn't when my as I was younger, but they really mean a lot to me now because they do make a difference.
1: I I agree with you. And I'm, I'm there too. Um, you know, uh, making sure that someone, I I go back to something one of my mentors taught me is making sure that every, every individual always feels valued, accepted, understood, loved, and trusted. And there are certain trigger Mm -hmm. words, um, that, that reinforce that. So I agree with you. Yep.
0: Love it. All right, man. Now it's time to get to go fun and me go random, Uncle Rico, and show my uh, all the big hits I took in college. Where I go CTE, CTE brain, self-diagnosed, of course. Um, your job is to I get a giggle out of you, and that doesn't count because I can see a giggling. Now we're not going to count that one. And I and your job is to answer these questions as quick as you can. I know you've listened to some podcasts. You probably have thought about these what might be coming your way. I, I did,
1: but I, I also know that you you you'll be random because uh, you'll calibrate. So. I'm ready for the chaos.
0: <laughs> okay. If you were to go back and get married to Bernie today, tell me which eighties singer would be your wedding singer.
1: Eddie Money. Wow. What would be the, what would be the <laughs> song? <laughs> That's what came to the top of my mind. Eddie Money.
0: <laughs> oh, God rest so his that soul. That would be a party. <laughs> what would be the song? Uh, take Me Home Tonight. Oh God. Dang it. That is outstanding, Virg. Um, Tell me the last book you read.
1: Uh, The last book I read was uh, David McAuliffe's The Wright Brothers. And actually, I'm reading your book right now. Uh, David McAuliffe is a Pittsburgh guy, just passed, a historian. And uh, I went to my favorite bookstore and got The Wright Brothers, and it was an unbelievable read. I mean, you want to talk about tenacity Mm. and courage, but it's uh, anything by David McAuliffe. He also wrote 1776. Johnson Flood, but yeah, I just finished the Wright Brothers. It was phenomenal.
0: I wrote that down. I'm checking that bad boy yeah. out. Um, if you're to book a vacation right now, where are you going?
1: Good question. I would go Dublin, Ireland.
0: There we go. If I was to come to your house tonight, what are you and Bernie making us?
1: So for me, it would be Bernie because I don't cook. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and you wouldn't want me to cook. Uh, it would be steak uh, and potatoes and uh, there some we go. salad.
0: That, that, if I think blue collar, minor town, that's like the meal of all meals, right it there. It is we the
1: meal of all meals.
0: Keep, keep it tough. Um, if you were to, if I was to go into your phone, if you listen to songs in your phone, what would be the one song that we would not want your your buddies from the Naval Academy to know that Verge listens to?
1: I, I was thinking about that. It was uh, I was looking through my phone, so I was prepared. It was Katy Perry, uh, Katy Perry, um, and it was uh, last Friday night. <laughs> so I just love that song. I
0: just do you lip sync that loud and let, let the hair down? Yeah, really just let, let the, the hair down a little alive. bit.
1: So, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then when I was going through the wedding part, I'd listen to Adele and I'd cry. <laughs> okay, so oh. I got Adele there too.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. We won't tell anybody in the Navy that, that Verge, that one of the toughest human beings out there, listens to Katy Perry or Adele. That <laughs> <up between> us, <laughs> Thank you. You bet. Um, okay. Tell me if we were to write a book, uh, if there's be a book written about your life, tell me the title.
1: So uh, I, I was thinking I Am I.
0: I Am I. Tell me why.
1: Uh, just a, a, a journey um, to write a, a book on my journey from Wimber to where I'm at now. Uh, it's been a great journey. And I think I've tried, uh, tried to stay true to who I am and what my town and, and uh, family wanted me to be.
0: Love it. I, I I will, the time I've spent with your brother, you are always, you were always verge, which I loved. Um, infectious personality, someone that was, um, always fun to be around and high standards, high expectations, but you were fair to people. So I always appreciate it about you. Um, okay. So I am, I now is, is hitting every fricking Hulu, Netflix, Amazon, like it's, it's out there. And now we got to make a movie about this amazing movie that the book that now is, IMI is going to be on the, the, the silver screen. So who, Verge, will star you in this critically acclaimed Academy Award winner?
1: Well, I was hoping it would be an audition between three. So I'll, I'll name Charles Bronson, okay, because okay. he's from Johnstown. He's from our area. Jimmy Stewart, okay. okay? Jimmy Stewart uh, is from Indiana, PA. And then most of the listeners will be like, who are those two? And then I'll go with Denzel Washington. Those would be the three that I'd want to play me, uh, with, You know however the auditions went.
0: God, I love it. I, that is, that is a a gritty bunch. I thought you might go like a little Mark Wahlberg East Coast kind of tough guy, Yeah, but I like, I like those three you chose. That's a, that's a good competition. Um, this has been fun, buddy. Last question. Tell me two words to describe Bernie.
1: I'd go gritty and thoughtful.
0: Love it. I love that. I asked that question, um, because it makes, it makes, it brings like this level of um like it's hard like almost a heavy humility or just like of appreciation for like my wife and I want dads at home to be thinking about that like put some thought into those two words um because i think it just ways for us to appreciate our partner yes, and it it's, it sets the right mindset for the day so our kids see it so i love that i i love hearing dads answers uh, i just get inspiration out of every time i hear a dad answer that so thanks for that um Brother, this has been fun. I'm so grateful that you've been a part of this journey. Um, If people are intrigued by you and they want to learn more about what you're up to, um, what's the best way they can learn more about what Verge is doing at K-Force or in life?
1: I would go on LinkedIn, um, uh, Verge Palumbo. Uh, As I always say, I'm the only Palumbo in the phone book for K-Force. (laughs) And then uh, Instagram uh, on verge.palumbo. I also do a little thing, Reads by Verge, or Reads by Verge, you know, just books I've read and I put it out there on Instagram. But LinkedIn's the best way. Um, And I have a 24 hour rule. If you don't hear from me within 24 hours, call me again um, because I always try to respond to every question or anything I can do to help within 24 hours, Casey.
0: Love it. I will make sure that's tagged in the show notes. And one thing, if there's leader, dads, if you're listening, or moms, or whoever's listening, if you're a leader in a company, one of the things that Verge did—it's such a memory. He would call. So Kforce had thousands of employees. He, he, he literally was religious about on a birthday anniversary. You knew you're getting a phone call that morning. And I, so I, he had me by like three hours. So you know, I, I'd show up in the office early, and all of a sudden, I had sure as you know what, I have a voicemail. Verge, hey, it's cases. I mean, yeah, Casey, hey, it's Verge. Happy birthday, man, or happy anniversary every time. So uh, it's stuck in my head. If I ever go back to corporate, if I ever own my own company, other than more just me here, I, I will do that. So thanks for leading by example, brother.
1: Thank you, Casey.
0: Awesome. Have a great rest of your day and uh, uh, go Navy beat Army. I'm guessing we want to end go that. Go Navy
1: beat Army. And, uh, <laughs> and, and thank you for having me here, Casey. It's an honor.
0: Yep, you bet. Take it easy, brother.